Yeah, something interesting I'll throw out there to the listeners. If you can figure out how, why my snowblower is shutting off every 15 minutes, <laughs> please let me know. Because it's turning, it's turning into a gym membership at this point. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 21st episode of According to Alan. Um, we are live in the local 219 studios. I am uh, with, as always, my my trusty sidekick, Josh. Hey, howdy. Thanks for having me, Alan. <laughs> You're welcome. As uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on every week. It's like this is our, this is our uh, personal diary yeah. to each other. It's I enjoy very it, Very cute. Very cute. It's kind of our time to wind down. At least it how is. I, that's how I feel. It's like it, it's nice to kind of reflect on the week, sure, and then uh, foresee what's going to happen in the next seven days. But at the same time, it's relaxing and just fun. It is fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's not as fun when I when I uh, stumble on words and uh, sound like a dumb asshole sometimes, but um, I do appreciate <laughs> it. It is fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was pretty crazy week. If you've been listening, I just got back from the Dominican Republic on Thursday, or actually Wednesday. Um, really fun trip. Went down there with uh, Eric Blakely, who's always a great time to catch up with him. We were there for four days, and uh, what an experience that was. So we went down there. I brought Jeff with us uh, from Quiver Productions. We flew some drones. We uh, did a lot of shooting, not guns, but film, and uh, had fun. Had a lot of fun. I think the um, couple takeaways from that trip is that uh, we went down there for a baseball tournament that's going to be getting um started it's going to be in its first inaugural year this year so we're teaming up with um eric who's running part of the baseball side of it and another guy by the name of hugo who is a uh who is, uh, seems wealthy from an observer uh he owns a horse stable uh called los establos it has over 200 horses he has over uh 500 acres in that area so it's a huge spot hmm. he had his own restaurant on the grounds and that's where we did most of our eating um, it was all expenses paid, which is really fun, and I got to meet his part of his team, which was Raul. Raul was awesome. Um, he helped me uh, understand a little bit of more Spanish than I thought I would, and it was amazing how much I was coming back to me. I said I had to take four semesters in college, so uh, but I tried to get rid of that as fast as possible. So <laughs> I didn't really kind of have time to kind of really enjoy it, but uh, been doing the Duolingo and it really paid off. So a lot of that was refreshed. Raul was awesome. We're going to be working together for social media stuff. And then uh, Noris, um, Ro- Noris Rojas, um, she was uh, our, our pretty much our travel guide. Um, and she, uh, she does marketing for Hugo. Um, and she was pretty much driving us around all four days. And she is going to be the mayor of the Dominican Republic, or at least the president. I think that's what I think that's what she's going for, because she knows everybody and everybody gives her a hug. Hmm. It's incredible. Um, and so we went to resorts. We went to Los Establos. We went to uh, so we went to two resorts, three resorts: uh, the El Sol Tierra, El Sol Luxury Village, and the Grand Palladium. Um, we were staying in Cap Cana, but it's uh, Punta Cana. It's so that's a little bit inside that. Um, really exciting stuff. And I, you know, a lot of people when you're going down there tell you to kind of be careful. I didn't fear. I didn't have one ounce of fear while I was there. Um, and maybe that's because I was in Cap Cana for the predominantly the most most of the time I was there, but, um, really interesting. And it was secluded. It was crazy that like, so Eric was staying in one of David Ortiz's owned apartments. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is really cool. And then apparently he owns 12 in the luxury village we were staying at. So he owns those. 
Um, according to Noris, who used to be the general manager at that hotel in particular, um, there's over 700 celebrities own property in it. Hmm. And so David Ortiz, I think, has 11 or 12 properties in it. Jose Bautista owns an entire floor. So it's just all these major league guys. Apparently, like, Ortiz has a charity golf outing at Cap Cana. And they just go stay there, and just, they throw a party at this place called the El Saltiera, which is where we were to film. And he, they say that the party gets up to two thousand guests. Wow! And so it's a it's a bash. Huh. And he's got a private uh, he's got a private suite there that he uses all the time, but doesn't use that often. Um, when he does use it when he gets down there, so that was really cool. Um, my biggest takeaways is is uh, a couple funny stories. I, I would say the first one is so um, this gentleman by the name of Louis who is um, a baseball recruiter. He actually lives in Wisconsin, but he's um, from Venezuela, and so English isn't his primary language. And he said that uh, he was in the banking industry for a little while. Hmm. And it's, it's a great story. He, uh, when he, was, he said he, at one point he was up in front of an audience, and uh, we were talking about times where he's just been misunderstood. And he said he was up in front of an audience, and he was giving a speech to about a room of about 100 people. And at one point he said, that uh, everyone's got to get together and we're going to fuck us. But everyone thought he said fuck us. So he's like, he's like, as soon as he said it, he heard someone from like the back row go, did that dude just say he's going to fuck us? <laughs> <laughs> and then like a wave of laughter just started hitting the stage. Like they just couldn't even take it. So that was a great, that was, that was a great takeaway, great story. And then um, another one was, so Jeff was flying a drone on the beach at Grand Palladium. And I'll never forget this. So it's just and it's one of those things that you just don't even realize why it's happening, but it's just awesome. So Jeff, was we were flying the drone at the Grand Palladium to take a lot of awesome shore shots mm-hmm. of, the, of the ocean and the beach and all the people that were there. Well, did I tell you this story? Yeah. Okay, so he he's sitting there and like he flies it up and we're, we're up there doing that. And then by the time he's going to land it, all of a sudden this like eight-year-old Colombian girl or Brazilian girl runs up to him and just flicks him off. He's and she's holding it for like 45 <laughs> seconds. She's no older than 8 years old. I swear to God. Just flicking him off. And uh I'm like, "Jeff, please tell me you got that." He's like, "No, I didn't get it." It's like, "Ah, oh, that's horrible." <laughs> but that image of a little girl flicking off Jeff will never leave my brain. That's That's so an awesome funny. one. Um and I still don't even know why she was flicking him off. I don't. I think she was because of the camera and so she was like angry about being filmed. I don't know what it was. But her dad was right there and watched the whole thing and didn't say anything. So I think he, maybe he was a part of it too. <laughs> it's probably the dad egging it on. Probably, yeah. Uh, hey, go over there and flick that dude off. <laughs> if I do it, I'll get in trouble. But we sent a little eight-year-old kid out there. And, you know, it's just funny at that point. It is. It is. It, it was like we're, the Raul and I were just watching, and just like, w- are we really seeing what we should? I'm like, is that is that is that something that doesn't? I don't understand. Is that like on a different language where like the middle finger means something else? He's like, no, that's pretty much. That crosses all language barriers. Everyone knows what a what a middle <laughs> finger is. So um, that was a fun thing. Um, got to meet like an amazing amount of people that were really cool. I'll tell you the one thing that was a little surprising. I don't think I ran into one American while I was there the entire time. You say you don't think you did? One American's all I ran into. Oh wow! Everyone else was from Canada. It was either Canada or Brazil. That's the only two places I knew. I, yeah. I would run into. Hmm. It was crazy. And I'm talking Canadians were coming in hot. So, you know, there's probably the Super Bowl party, right? So I watched the Super Bowl there Sunday. And we're sitting in a room. They've had a big projector on the wall. And so uh, we were watching that. And um, probably about 50 people total in this area. 
50 of them were Canadian. It's wild. I don't. I never thought that would be like a thing. And they're all wearing Blue Jays hats, and they're all wearing like they're from like the even the people when we got in there and we started talking to our next door neighbors because we had like a villa, and so we had an outside deck. And when we were outside, when we first got there, there was a couple that was staying in the villa next to us, hmm. and we started we just ch- started chatting it up, and they were from Calgary, so it was a it was an interesting trip. That is cool. Yeah, five and a half hours there, five and a half hours back. Um, we were supposed to go to Santo Domingo, did not do that. Um, I hear that's really a bad area anyway, and you don't really want to go. So. Um, it's a good thing you didn't then. Apparently, it's very poor, and when every time it, uh, one of those areas becomes that ridden with poverty, it becomes a a, a, a ground zero for thieves. Mm. And so, uh, it was one of those things that it sounded like we were better off not doing. But it sounds like we might be going back, so that's pretty cool. I know um, I might be doing some of the media stuff for uh, Eric and what's been going on, not only with his baseball stuff, but um, with that. So I think there's a media coordinator position that I might have an official title for. I don't know. Um, but that'll be pretty cool. So um, at least going back in June um, for when the tournaments start. So that's really cool. And then maybe one time before that to do more filming. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. Sure. Um, so that was that. Got back in town on Friday and uh, met with Dave and Zach Bryan from uh, Crown Brewing. They, um, it was an awesome, awesome conversation. Um, some big stuff came out of that, um, so that was really cool. I can't talk about it publicly, unfortunately, but um, we'll see what happens. Uh, and if, if everything starts to go according to plan and um, if, if the conversation that we had stays true, then it, we're in for some a, a big change here in a couple of months hmm. for Local 219. Um, so that's really, really awesome. So hopefully that happens. Um, but uh, also met with Jerry Davich. Um, Again, I don't know how much I can say publicly, but uh, it looks like he's going to be doing a podcast for us, and I think the start date is going to be March 16th. Cool. So Right uh, around the corner. Right around the corner. He's going to be keeping it on Fridays, which is really cool, and uh, it's going to be guest-oriented. We've got to talk about – I'm going to start meeting with him once a week to start ramping up with it. You're talking taping Fridays? Or? Taping Fridays. Okay, and then releasing whenever. Whenever. So gotcha. we're going to be doing – Ideally, the game plan is going to be to record it Facebook Live, okay, and have guests and stuff, okay, and then um, don't we're not going to post the Facebook Live to our pages, our page. We're just going to erase it off of the Facebook Live, take that piece, throw it up on YouTube, so that now it's on demand, and then throw the audio on SoundCloud and iTunes so that that's on demand. Got you. So you're recording it the same time as you're live. Yes. Via that. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Cool. So that's the game plan with that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we have to figure out still. Um, studio change. Um, how we want that studio to look. Maybe it's a different table than this one. Um, and uh, figuring out what kind of uh, what kind of setup it's going to be because now there's going to be a rundown because he's bringing sponsorship with him, which is really exciting. And uh, now that we can start to ingesting videos into these podcasts, there's sponsorship of, of possibilities, which is really cool. So even, for example, when I was talking to Jerry, as if we already have one, um, we could even run a 5 to 20, 15-second commercial during the podcast mm-hmm. in video form, which is really cool. We can right. go to the, to the place that has agreed to sponsor them, film a 15-second spot, and then as soon as like one point of the, the podcast, we're from like section 1, 
or run you know you know how the television rundowns go it's like there's segment one segment two segment three depending mm-hmm. we could we could transition through segments through commercial sure so that'd be really awesome that's it that is of course until facebook tells us to go screw ourselves which is uh which is pretty much happening rapidly i was talking to a lawyer last night it was um so i was at it was in the city last night and i was uh with uh ashley and charlie lockwood it was ashley's 30th birthday party um, so happy birthday to her. Um, I got really, uh, I, I had a few Guinnesses, let's put it that way. And I was talking to this lawyer, and he said that he's been, he can't talk about it publicly because of non-disclosure stuff, but he said that the um, amount of legal ramifications going at Facebook right now are staggering. Hmm. Because of what they're doing, or? Yeah. So I would say that, I mean, I'm not Nostradamus, I can't predict the future, but Facebook is on its way down. So, um, and it, it's the writings on the wall. They're saying things publicly that aren't making sense privately. And, um, they're really doing some things that are problematic when it comes to the organic reach of, um, your posts. Unfortunately though, um, some still break through like the one we had on Friday, you know? So it's like, while you, it's, while it's easy to be hating, be a hater on Facebook at the end of the day, they do kind of make, give you a ton more exposure than you ever would be able to. And uh, Joel Henderson sent us from the Comeuppance Network. He sent us some drone footage when he was out firing around on Snowmageddon on Friday. Hmm. And uh, that video, the last time we looked, was at 13,000 views, which is insane. It's literally eight seconds long. We had no thought behind it at all. Right. It was Joel just saying, hey, running around shooting some stuff. Should you is it, you want to you wanna see it? I'm like, sure. So he sends me the clip, and I'm like, dude, do you want me to put this on my, on my page? He's like, sure. Within five minutes, we got our, one of our biggest videos of all time. <laughs> And we didn't even do anything. It's like Never it's amazing. Never even asked for it. Never Did, no. even had any intentions on ever even posting it. It's so weird because something that took zero effort, zero thought, is now becoming one of the biggest videos we've ever done. <laughs> and the stuff that we put a ton of thought to and we think, we think through all the way, it doesn't even have the same effect. It's like it's insane. Yeah. It's maddening as a, as a creator. It's so random. Yeah, but it was an awesome shot stuff. I also posted one yesterday from Miller Beach. I think that one like, didn't have as much of an impact. I think I've been really trying to think about that, and I think it was literally um, figuratively and literally a perfect storm. I think it was like the, between the amping up and drama of what was the expectations of this snowstorm, mm-hmm. and so Friday was a day where just people weren't doing anything. They just weren't leaving right. the house, and businesses were closed, and I think by putting that out there around a time like 1130 – was people are either watching TV, playing video games, or looking at social media. I think it was just the perfect storm, if I had to guess. I, I don't even know if you could really even... Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't even know if the logistics can make that anything different, but that was awesome, though. And so that's awesome to get him more exposure. And, and for us, Joel does an incredible job. We will be... So it's not a contest, but him and I will be are, are putting our heads together to do some really awesome filming in the beginning of spring. We've reached out to people to kind of make that start to happen, um, and uh, we're really excited about that. I, again, I cannot tell you what that is, um, but it's going to be incredible when it is done, and it'll be something that I think a lot of people are going to want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think – do you know what that is? I don't think so. You I'm don't really, know what that is? I'm really brainstorming. I'm trying to think of what – I know a lot it's of not shit, a contest. Alan. It's not a contest, but it's something we're naming the best of. Do you remember that? Yeah, I just have to think. I'm think of sure. the best of something I care, I, I enjoy doing. 
because that's really what this comes down to is uh, feeding my hobbies. I feel like this is you're like we're giving clues out to everybody else. It's like a scavenger hunt. You got to figure <laughs> out Alan's brain this episode. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy a lot of stuff, so yeah, it's do. tough. It's tough to kind of pin down. But um, this oh, one says, I know what it is. You know what it is. I nice. It okay, is. cool. Um, so that's something that we've kind of been in the plans for. We were going to do it at the end of fall, um, but just ran out of time for just as because it was kind yep. of the the uh, the leaves were turning. And a bunch of other stuff, but uh, really excited about um, that in the spring, which mm-hmm. is going to be cool. Um, so that'll be a piece that we're releasing. And then um, been uh, just been running running amok. I went to this thing called Love Lessons yesterday at the Lake County Public Library that was hosted by Jerry Davich. And it was interesting. It was interesting to watch him and his wife. They were up there and uh, chatting it up about their story and um, their what they how they met and all this stuff. And there was probably a room of about 15 people. Jerry invited me, and I thought I'd give it a check out. So Martin and I. Holding hands in that whole thing, the only the only couple there. Um, so it was. Uh, sorry, I actually just got a text from the person that I'm hoping to have on on Wednesday for Talk Local. So yeah, um, so Martin and I just uh, we uh, partnered up, get a little, <laughs> took a bromance to the next level, and went into a uh, a class about love lessons. I'm just glad it's not you and me, because I feel like we're at every event. Every event together, and you went to windmill last night. I did, I did. I had a lot of fun. I mean, those guys are awesome over there. Oh my god, I I, I have so much fun at this. It's one of those things that's like, if there's anything I could say that I would like you to do, Josh, is I think and I hope I'm setting up the right example, is that I'm literally trying to recreate and make friends with things that I really actually enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're right. So whether it's the craft breweries or whatever that stuff, and so it's really fun to kind of get to know those guys and see where that that industry is going and how the communal aspects of it. So I would I would definitely suggest you know diving into things you really care about, right? Because it really makes a difference. Absolutely. At least you at least you want to put some thought behind it. Yeah. It's, it's something you enjoy doing. It makes sense. Yeah. Because the breweries that were in, finishing the top five have couldn't have been nicer to us. So it was great. It was great. Yeah, those that was, was a great awesome. experience. Those guys are awesome over there. Um, what else has been going on? Oh, my favorite twenty-four hour swing in NBA history. I think <laughs> outside of outside of the decision, the hey, decision's great. Uh, you're wearing your bolst. Bull I can't believe it. I know that that shows you how hungover I am. I didn't even care what was on the front of this thing because I but, would never uh, wear old, this damn old thing. Jimmy buckets is back. I know. I love Butler. So I, I when I got home from the airport, Cavs were playing the Wolves. And so I was. It was the day before the deadline. I was really excited to watch it because, like, the Wolves are never on national TV. And they're my. If you've been listening, I signed a three-year free agent contract with the Timberwolves as a fan, <laughs> and uh, for no money. Right. So I'm a huge Wolves fan for the least the next three years. I hate the Bulls, and I, I'm very open about that. I don't care about that franchise because they don't care about me, essentially. And they, 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 they know, and they make it very clear they don't care about their fans. That at least in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I, I, and I feel like the Wolves is the easy transition because so many ex Bulls are playing for them. Mm-hmm. It's like Butler. It's Thibodeau. It's Jamal Crawford. It's really fun to and Taj Gibson. So it's kind of like Bulls North, which is awesome. So uh, watching the game, it's everything you expect except for I think what the fascinating part. So Minnesota looked good. Butler's being Jimmy Butler, dude, taking people to the rim, hitting jumpers. You know, Carl Towns is hitting like I think he was six for six for three point line. And then, um, but watching the Cavs, like in their body language and what they were doing was fascinating hmm. because Isaiah Thomas is good of a ball player as he is, which is, has there ever been a guy in the NBA who just hasn't gotten the same due or enough respect? The guy's like five, nine, but no one ever gives him an opportunity. 
He's this is like his eighth team now. It's like why? He's at the Lakers. He's now he's the Laker. Yeah. Oh, that's be interesting. He went to Boston. They finally gave him the ball and was like, "Dude, just score." You know, and he, and he ran with it. And they took him to like literally. I think if he doesn't get hurt in the Eastern Conference Finals, there's it's a series. It's a series at least, right? So there wasn't that Boston and an Isaiah Thomas led team wasn't that far away from making a finals appearance. But like he goes to Cleveland, of course, LeBron can't share the ball. So he's he's like pretty much becomes null and void. And what was fascinating about it was Isaiah Thomas. You could see why he's pissed off because you're just not using him the right way. He's getting in the game off the bench, of course. Then he like even the, so then like by one time they're starting to because they want to go taller. They keep taking him off the floor on every defensive stop of the of, of the ball. So he's got the guy is coming in and out of the game, in and out of the game, in and out. Of the, it's like just leave him in, just leave him in the right. game. What Let are you play. trying to do? Like yeah. And so he's getting lit up. On, he's lighting. I mean, it's, what it looked like is he was yelling down at the coaching staff on the end of the bench because like the last time he got taken out. And so clearly the Kevin Love, um, him calling Kevin Love out in the locker room, that one never res- that still resonates. That one was a bad thing. And Dwayne Wade just blows up every locker room he's in. At this point, I mean, this right. is like the fourth fourth blow up he's he's been a part of. Last year's bull swing was just insane. Um, so they had to get rid of those dudes. Oh, he's back in Miami where he belongs. So yeah, yeah. And you know, what was another thing that was interesting about that game. Isaiah Thomas is on the free throw line. He he hits a free throw. Ninety nine percent of the time, the entire team comes up to the free throw line to give the guy like nucks or something, right? Or smack his hand. Yeah, LeBron wouldn't do it for him. I was like, why is he doing that? So, like, literally LeBron hates Isaiah Thomas. And so they, they gutted the entire back end of the bench. They got longer. They got younger. And so they should be better. They should be better. There should be an addition by subtraction thing for them. It's a really weird because now, it, to me, it just feels like LeBron James and four other people I've never heard of. Essentially. Like at, at all times. Sure. I, I think it, the, the story is Danny Ainge fleeced the Cavaliers, the GM of the Celtics. I think he just fleeced them. Um, he, he got Kyrie Irving for a first-round draft pick, essentially, because hmm. now Jay Crowder's gone, Isaiah Thomas is gone. They the, the Cavaliers got nothing back for Kyrie Irving, and they're not they're going to screw up the draft pick. That's the best part about it. You, you just never know with that stuff. Yeah. So it's silly. It's so hit or miss. It's so hit or miss. You never. This is what I don't understand about the NBA. You never get value for a trading a superstar. You never. It never comes back to you. And so it's like, why trade these guys? What if they're trying to clear up some cap space to pick up one of the ball kids? Well, I think, dude, if LeBron leaves, that's, I'm on record saying that's a super punk move. Yeah. Right? That's a punk move leaving Cleveland. But now because of the trade to L.A., Cleveland might have freed up L.A.'s cap space to sign two max deals for next year, which could be Paul George and LeBron James. But that team's not not that team's not getting out of the West. That's not enough. Mm. It's not, And none of those guys are like LeBron James is on the – he's – He's hit his mountaintop of a peak athletic ability, and now he's starting to come down. He's just not as quick as he once was. He's still strong. He's still aggressive. He's still powerful. He's still um, he's, he's still a tank. fast. He's a tank of yeah. a human being, right. But he is just not the same player as he was four years ago. Um, and he's played a ton of minutes. But, uh, yeah, so that's that. No, we, we were talking about windmill. What were you saying? You went there yesterday. <laughs> How did I go did, on that? That doesn't even make sense. Here? What? How did we get here? I don't know, but I was interested to hear your windmill story yesterday because you went there to shoot. I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I walked in there. Um, I didn't tell them I was coming beforehand, but we kind of did because we talked about it two weeks ago. He, yeah. he kind of told us this is the day to come check it out. I just never called him and gave him a time. So 
I went in there and went up to the uh, the bartenders and uh, just told them who I was and I was like, hey, I just would like to grab some more footage if you guys don't care. Uh, and uh, they were like, yeah, let me let me call and find out and make sure. But everything was cool. They called and they were like, yeah, whatever you need, just let us know. You know, super uh, super helpful. And I got some really cool shots. It was uh, pretty packed. I mean, I'd say about 50-75% capacity. Cool. Cool. So it looks, I mean, the shots look good. It'll yeah, well, the one time we were in there was like Monday night, and it was just like, there just wasn't much activity, you yeah, know, was, and that, awesome that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a couple other people that followed in, but um, yeah, it was just one of those down I, uh, nights. I got to try the um, orange memesicle. How's that? And holy shit, is that fire. Really? I love it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's really good. And they beer. they just released their lemon beer too, right? Yep, they just released the lemon one as well. I didn't, yeah, I didn't cool. get a chance to try that one when I was there, but. All right. I didn't want to take too much advantage of the. I saw a guy I know, John Metzler, just post uh, that 18th Street's now serving ramen. 18th Street's now serving ramen. Yeah. Like, uh, like obviously it's not just packets of ramen. They're doing some sort of gourmet style. Yeah, it's gourmet style ramen, yeah. but it's uh, I guess it looks awesome. So we're checking that out. And they're man, it seems like they're really ramping up the beers. I do, uh, I do have. One free drink at Wimbledon Brewery next time you go in. Oh, that's nice. So I'll, uh, Thanks, I'll, buddy. I'll, I'll gift that to you next time oh. you're over in the area. You can... On air gifting. Your next that's one. Great. Your next one's on me. Thanks, man. Um, cool. Yeah. So I did see that the Provecho guys, and you know what's funny? I was at a table with that Hugo guy at, at, in the, when we we're all around there. We're, uh, he ordered my lunch for okay. me. <laughs> Obviously, it's Spanish. For some reason, he let everybody else order, but then when it came to me, he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm getting this guy. I'm ordering for him." And so I don't know why he did that, but I, I appreciate it. it. Was it was chicken skewers? It was really good. Nice. Um, but right when we're about to eat, he said, um, "Un provecho," and I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "What does that mean?" He said, "Bon appetit" in Latin Spanish. That's cool. So uh, that's what the provecho means. I didn't know that. Until so that's I, really clever. Yeah. Really so, clever. So it's literally the restaurant says Bon Appetit, which is cool. I saw they're doing an opening, um, and that looks awesome. It sounds like they're really starting to kind of stir it up a little bit, and uh, really appreciate it. Um, the food looked fire. Fire, dude. I can't wait to try it. Yeah. Have you seen any of that stuff? No. Because they've been posting on social media. I'm just waiting for that invite for the... Uh, <laughs> the soft open? The soft open. Yeah, we'll definitely probably... I mean, hopefully we'll get one. Um, yeah. It sounds like they were they wanted to invite us in for that. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, even if not, as soon as the grand opening comes around, I'm definitely going to go check it out. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%, I'm going to go see it. Dave, so. and, Dave and Zach Bryan were there yesterday for, like, the... the, the I think it was, like, the first meal. And uh, I saw Caitlin was... Uh, from Green is Good, Kate. She was, uh, she was, she was helping Chris in the kitchen. Cool. A little bit. So they've been they've been kind of um, combining that. I'm sure. That makes sense. I was gonna try to bring Oliver on this podcast in the next couple of weeks, but I'm he seems so busy, dude. I, I between the opening of Provecho, um, and uh, it sounds like he's working with Crown Brewing too, and they're starting to do a. Uh, You're talking sawdust, Oliver. Oliver from Sawdust. Yeah. It sounds like he's working with Crown Brewing. They showed me a label that they're working for with a mini growler, and it looks awesome. You mm. know one thing I didn't know about Crown Brewing? No. Please tell <laughs> me, Alan. I guess it's hard for you to read my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were the f- one of the first craft breweries in the state of Indiana, and it dates back. So Crown Brewing, while we know it as this Crown Brewing, mm-hmm. actually started in the late 1800s. Well, not in Crown Point. 
in Crown Point. Apparently, it was almost the size of... Um, so is that where the Crown Theater got its name from? Does it kind of go the other direction then? I don't know what you mean by that. Wasn't wasn't the theater in Crown Point the Crown Theater? Still is, yeah. Yeah, so... I'm guessing just from Crown Point. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But it, So apparently it was the size of what Three Floyds is right now. It was making that much beer. Holy shit. Yeah, and then it just it just went away. And they're, they've been uh, trying to figure out how to find recipes. They have, like, bottles from it, from that era, that, like, has relics. They have pictures. Apparently it was at the end of Goldsboro and Pratt. So it wasn't on the square in particular. It was more off the beaten path, but apparently it was huge. Like yeah, tons of distribution. Forever ago. Yeah. That's 100 wild. years ago, man. Over 100 years ago. Like that's, that's insane. So like that went away and then they brought it back. So I didn't know that lineage existed. I didn't no. know that was like that was a thing. So that like the logo their logo is the logo from that initial Crown Brewing. Hmm. So uh, you know I mean, I don't really know very much history about this area, but I really wonder how long, like, even towns around here have been named. What, like, how, how long have they existed? How long has Crown Point been a thing? That sounds like a Google question. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just a thought. Just something interesting. Yeah. Something interesting I'll throw out there to the listeners. If you can figure out how, why my snowblower is shutting off every 15 minutes, <laughs> please let me know. Because it's turning, it's turning into a gym <laughs> membership at this point. And I don't know, I, I bought the snowblower just to not have to shovel, and I'm finding myself shoveling more than I've ever have. And it sucks. I thought you were about to dropkick this thing down your driveway. I was about to pick it up and slam it out of frustration today. I was so angry with my snowplow, or my snowblower, that my next-door neighbor across, from across the way, I've never met him before, came over with his because he felt bad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just enough of that. So please, if you have any understanding the, of uh, small engines, let me know why that thing is keeps shutting off. I mean, it makes zero sense. What's, so what's, what's the company? So people know not to buy this. It Do is not to make the same mistake. I think it's you a did. black and Decker. I think, nah, I don't knows? know. I got to look at who it. Knows? I'm not that kind of a guy. I'm not a, I'm not a, a no understanding engines and stuff kind of dude. Like I just no. don't get it. I don't, nope. I don't, I'm not a car fan. I'm not a hunter. No, give, give this dude some some sports and sports. He's all about it. Sports literature, music. And maybe, that's my jam. Maybe outdoor grilling. I do enjoy an outdoor grill. I feel like you you could really. I can damage a grill right really, now. Really jam on a grill for sure. Yeah, yeah. I make. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy the chicken out. And really the music enthusiast. I love music. Yeah. I do love some music. I was listening to some uh, really early Pink Floyd today in the shower. That's really cool. Yeah. I could I could dig on that. All right. Well. Um, I was going to kind of go over a little bit of what some people that I'm going to be seeing this week, which is really awesome. I've got to reach out to Adam Harrington to kind of make sure that uh, um, lock in that time. We've got uh, tomorrow I'm meeting with Ben David over at Crown. Um, we're going to be talking about doing a film for them, a little bit of production. Um, I know I got my – I'm really looking forward to my Friday. That's Bridget Harrison from um, Innovations and Learning, and uh, she's an amazing and um, awesome, inspiring person. Looking forward to that. And then um, I'm meeting this with this woman, Jessica Carell, on Thursday. That should be really cool on top of everything else that's going on. So I don't have an a, exact guest locked down for this Wednesday on Talk Local. That will probably be done within the next 12 hours. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I have. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm just doing a bunch of video editing <clears throat> this week, trying to knock out a bunch of these uh, brewery videos and cool. really just – try to create something really cool that that people are really going to enjoy i would say if we could keep them as popcorn size as possible yeah 
and just uh, make and just fill them up with the best footage and make it quick cuts. Yeah, we're just gonna crank these things out, and crank make, them just, out, just make something fun that you guys can watch and really just enjoy yep. the, the breweries that are in your area. Yep. So yeah, um, do you have anything else, Josh? Well, you know where to find us. Where do you find us at, Josh? <laughs> I feel like this is this just like become my part of this the podcast. This is your part. Now. I feel like I've uh, gifted this to you. I like and it. You gave you me a what? beer. I'm giving you the the how to how to plug us. All right. Well, if you would like to find us, you can find us on social media across the board at local two one nine. That's local underscore two one nine for our Twitter. And uh, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, feel free to email either me or Alan. <laughs> Alan at local two one nine TV. Josh at local two one nine TV. True stories. Word. Word. Okay, so um, thanks for uh, listening in. This one was probably an uneventful, but uh, it's a lot of stuff going on. So thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you this week. Later. Thank you.